If you want to be the first to get notified when I do urgent videos on the economy and the global reset, make sure to subscribe to our channel and click the bell icon. We're getting new information daily, constantly, sometimes multiple times in a day, actually always multiple times in a day. And when something is important or affects you, I will absolutely come on air and let you know about it. In my opinion, will we see inflation or deflation first? Deflation. We're in deflation right now. And we have been, I'll say since 2008. When the markets want to go down, that is deflation. And there is only one way to fight deflation. And that is with inflation, which is exactly what they're doing with all of that new money printing. Okay, so the global central bankers keep calling for inflation. Well, what that really means in central bank speak is that the currency in the US, it's the US dollar, is too strong and we're gonna take it down. They keep lamenting that they can't meet their 2% inflation target. Inflation is already here. You and I both know that Things are a lot more expensive today than they were last year, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. What would the government have to do to start to reverse the inflation that's been built up over the last 100 years? They have to reset the system. There yeah, is no other way to do it. You can't suck up all of the trillions of dollars that have been printed into existence, or not printed, but just created into existence. Correct. So, you know, they would, they would have to allow the deflation and they're not going to allow the deflation. So they, they have to do the reset. I mean, that's the simple answer. That's why we have to do the reset. That and the fact that the debt levels, you know, they're even at zero interest rate, there are limitations to how much debt you can accumulate. You know, it doesn't really matter whether you're a government, a corporation or an individual. You know, those general laws of nature actually really do apply. They can be postponed for a minute, but they can't mm -hmm. be completely negated. So, yeah, they have to reset the system and, and into a new system anyway, one that gives them a whole lot more control is the goal. What we've been taught over the years is that inflation, if it costs you more to buy the same goods and services, that can pass for growth. But inflation is not growth. Inflation is actually destruction because it's destroying the purchasing power of the consumer. Yes, this is all shock deflation. But here's the thing about that. It was already starting before coronavirus became a pandemic. The Fed used to have a 2% target of inflation, which according to their measure, they have not been able to hit in over a decade since 2008 when the system actually died. So then they changed it to average 2% inflation. And I said at the time, and I'll say it again, that they were preparing us for much higher inflation. And they could say, but we're targeting average inflation, so this is just fine. But if the banks get rid of those reserves, 
for all of those corporations and individuals that cannot repay those debts and those bills, how close do you think the bail-in of your wealth that's held in those banking systems are? How close do you think that is? Personally, I think that's pretty close. We sit here and we depend on the banks. That's where we hold our money to pay our bills, etc. The only reason why they have not seen all of these bankruptcies is because of the moratoriums that have been put in place and because of all of the cheap money policies that have been put in place. And, you know, the vow to maintain this until we have recovered, how are we going to pay for all of this? We're going to pay for it and retire all of this debt with dollars that have absolutely no value because whatever little bit of value yet remains in there will be destroyed by hyperinflation. And let me just really make this critical point the Federal Reserve and the government have been fighting deflation. That's what they've been fighting. Deflation. Markets implode. Real estate implodes. Bonds implode. Everything implodes. That's deflation. The debt deflation, right, that mountain of debt has, I mean, it's, it's huge. And it's pushing the value of everything except for gold and silver down. So we're already in deflation. Make no mistake about that. And the central bankers are fighting it with so much inflation. Now, the question is, will they be able to maintain control or will they lose control? I believe without one little teeny weeny itty bitty doubt in my mind, no doubt, no doubt, they will lose control because everything is a big experiment and we have no idea yet what the unintended consequences of all of these very hastily thrown together experiments are going to be. But my bet is that it will be hyperinflationary. And I, there's also no doubt in my mind that what we are going to have to live through is a hyperinflationary depression. When people start to leave their homes and spend money again, that's when we will most likely see the hyperinflation. How do I position myself for hyperinflation? What would my portfolio look like the day before hyperinflation started. Well, uh, I, I believe we're pretty much at the day before, so I don't know what your portfolio looks like. I know that my personal portfolio is loaded with physical gold and physical silver as a means to counter and not actually participate as, as much as possible in that hyperinflationary event. I do have a certain level of cash because that is your first line of defense while people still accept it. But once the hyperinflation kicks into gear, people are very well aware of how quickly it's losing its value. So you want to be as independent and self-sufficient as possible, which means like, you know, how do I position myself for hyperinflation? Well, that takes me to the mantra, food, water, energy, security, 
barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. And you need to make sure that you have as much as possible put in place of all of those things so that you can sustain your standard of living as much as possible. So your whole, how do you position yourself? You make sure if you can't grow food, there's food that has a long shelf life. Um, you can put some sprouting seeds in the freezer. So even if you're mostly eating beans and rice, you can have some live food so that you can stay as healthy as possible. You're going to need a clean source of water. You're going to energy. Wealth preservation, which is what I use my gold for, community and shelter. These are the things and that's what you need to do to position yourself for hyperinflation and your portfolio has a minimal level of fiat in it. Look at how you're living your life now and think about what you could do to replace that inexpensively to be able to sustain your current standard of living. The strategy that we execute here is based upon your current cost of living. So you could give us a call and we could walk you through how much and what kind of silver you need, how much and what kind of gold you need based upon your personal circumstances and goals. Because in order to fight inflation, they raise interest rates so that fewer people borrow and spend. In Brazil, they have raised interest rates and raised them and raised them like, like every month to fight inflation, yet the public there still expects even higher inflation and they're going, oh, how come? Maybe because it's a lot higher than even where they've raised their rates. And that is an indication of a loss in confidence. And once that confidence is lost, you're, you're not getting it back. And I think that that is really something that we're going to see happening on a global basis. You know, because here we actually have a central bank that is raising rates to at least attempt to fight the inflation. But all of that new money that is pent up in those markets, I mean... So you're that, saying it's pent up. Oh, I'm totally it's saying pent it's up pent up. hyperinflation. Correct. H h kind of well, held in the debt markets? Yes. Like it's there it's, and it's just kind of being held back. Correct. Got it. Yes. Okay. That, that makes sense. That's what that's what I'm saying. That's why when they go, well, look at how much we've we've new money we've created since 2008 and it hasn't caused inflation. More and more and more, there is not one doubt in my mind Inflation is certainly moving up. Global gas price surge threatens to dent the economic recovery because energy is the basis. I mean, energy is used in every single economy, in all aspects of an economy. And we are seeing energy prices surge. Now, look, there are some, some people that will not be impacted by energy rising 40%. But the general public will. Honestly, when they talk about an economic recovery, I just have to shake my head because it's not a real, a real recovery. It's based on all the central banks, machinations, cheap money, all the money that they're pushing out into the economy. That's really what's making the difference. And it's happening globally. It is not just in Europe. 
It is all around the world, including in the US. Now, here we are again. Oh, you see that cup formation? There it is. There's that cup formation. That means that the next most likely outcome is that these energy prices are going to keep going up. That is not a good thing. These, the inflation is about to hit all time highs. Well, it already is. And now we're hearing that demand destruction is required to get energy costs under control. This is a consumer driven economy. And governments and central banks around the world are counting on the consumer to consume. It's why they've been given all of this extra money, all those extra benefits, unemployment, etc. But it's creating a problem between a rock and a hard place. You're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't. And this piece is huge because what will cure the inflation is less demand. But what will cure the economy is more demand. Do you see this? Do you see this? Because it's freaking me out. I got to tell you, I can see this huge conflict. Obviously we know the supply chain is still a big issue. And so companies are warning about the problems that they still face and the inflation that this is causing. But the real reason for all the inflation is the central bank money printing. But it's much easier if you're looking over here or you're looking over there or you're looking over here or you're looking over there. So the finger is not pointed squarely where it belongs, which is on the central banks. So this is an interesting battle, but make no mistake, inflation is going up. It's going up. I'll put my neck on the line. I do think we've started the hyperinflationary phase. If you have not gotten your gold and your silver, your physical yet, you want to do it because central bank, again, central bank, easy money policy has really caused the inflation and the picture is getting uglier by the day and inflationary pressures rapidly disseminating. It will likely take a significant amount of policy tightening to put the inflation genie back in the lamp. They I'm telling you right now, they can't do it because what they're talking about with tightening is raising interest rates and with interest rates anchored at zero or even negative for more than 10 years, since 2008, all of that debt that's coming due at a higher interest rate, they can't do it. They can't raise rates. They can't tighten. But that's really the only answer that they have. That's the old, that, so when you hear me say the Fed is out of tools, that's because the key tool, which are interest rates, they don't have that anymore. Typically they'll drop interest rates five and a half to five and three quarters percent when we go into a crisis to inspire borrowing and spending. But boy, oh boy, we need spending. I'm not so sure we need more borrowing but we certainly need the spending except that because of all the bottlenecks 
and all of the easy free money sloshing around out there in the economy so that there is greater demand and they're calling for demand destruction. We're starting to hear more of the term of stagflation, which is slower growth and higher inflation. And while they talk about that being a specter in the future, well, this is from the Atlanta Fed's GDP now, and this is uh, the personal consumption expense prices year over year up at 420. And this is the GDP that they're showing they anticipate because this is this is a forecast at 1.3. So if we're just going by this graph and presuming that the Fed, the Atlanta Fed is right, uh, guess what? We're already in stagflation. It's very, very, very early stages. Now they'll talk about that. They'll talk about how this reminds you of the 1970s. Others will say it doesn't remind them of the 1970s at all. And they have all these different reasons, but let me tell you what was the same then as it is now. And that is a shifting into a new social, economic and financial system. And we are being warned. You can choose to pay attention to these warnings and do something to protect yourself or you can ignore them. But I don't think we're going to get too many more warnings. The new framework, which is how the Fed will approach inflation, almost implies that the Fed will be somewhat late when it comes to responding. They're going to wait until inflation is a clear and present danger. Fed Chair Powell did admit that perhaps inflation is not quite as a transitory and is more sticky than they were thinking, you know, and I'm glad to see that he at least admitted that they're still not going to do anything about it. Even the tapering is just buying a little bit less. So they're going to keep lots of money in the system and that I, there's no doubt in my personal mind, but that is what will lead when we get a nice big shocker that they cannot paper over or hide or use their magic to get rid of. That is going to have what, that will be what will push us into that hyperinflationary event. You know, a black swan is something that nobody can see coming. Physical gold, physical silver, get it done. Please don't wait. If you've been procrastinating, if you've been hesitating, please don't wait. Being able to buy gold and silver at this deep discount is a gift. There is no other deep discount out there. Everything else is severely overvalued. Gold and silver physical is severely undervalued. And personally, I would always rather have the lion's share of my wealth in an undervalued asset that is in a long-term positive trend like gold and silver. If you want to talk to one of our representatives, our consultants, just click that Calendly link below and set up a time that works for you. If there isn't a time that works for you, call us. We will make it work for you because we are here to be of service. If you like this, please give us a thumbs up. Keep in mind it is absolutely a hundred gazillion percent 
time for you to cover your assets. And here at ITM Trading, here's the foundation, real money. And until next time, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.